advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do, but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Good morning, everyone. This is Amrys Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. Today's episode is very special. This is my 50th episode. I can't believe I managed to speak to 50 amazing guests, and today's guest, Krista Power of Vibrant Canine, is an amazing lady with great tenacity and purpose who wants to help a million dogs by 2030. Thank you, Krista, for celebrating this special episode with me. Who is Krista Powell? Ooh, who is Krista Powell? Well, Krista Powell is a sensitive, um, emotional, um, mostly balanced (laughs) um, woman who has grown so much just in the last seven years um, due to this business. But Before then, you know, the Krista Powell that everybody knows is, you know, I'm a caretaker. I take care of, I was a 911 dispatcher for 17 years. And before then I worked in an emergency room for five years and I was an EMT and um, I take care, I fix, I, I, you know, whether it's my family, whether it's my friends, whether it's the public, um, whether it's animals, I've you know, that's kind of always been my role. And I think sometimes people think I'm a little stronger and harder and um, because people come to, I fix it, right? Or I try to, right? I mean, it's like, that was my job for so many years. But what people don't know the side of me is that, you know, I'm just as sensitive as everybody else. And I hurt deeply when it comes to animals and cancer and um, and many things. I worked with whales for intermittently for 20 years, um, doing some research out in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And my heart aches, you know, when I see animals in peril and when I see them in danger and when I see them hurting and, you know, Krista Powell is an activist. Um, 
Krista Powell stands up for what she believes in, right? Um, but I'm not any different than anybody else, right? I'm not, I'm no better than anyone else. I'm no worse than anybody else. I, you know, I, I think that I'm more sensitive than people think that I am or know that I am. Wow. You've, you've done a lot before Vibrant Canine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And you've actually handled life and death in, in many instances. Um, I'm gobsmacked actually. Uh, I didn't know that about you, you know, uh, I, and you know, I huge respect for that because, you know, um, honestly, not many people would have that um, strength of character to do what you do for so long, you know, um, but why, why, why did you start Vibrant Canine then? What, what made you do the switch? Well, uh, uh, simply, we lost three out of four dogs to cancer. I mean, so our first lab died of cancer. He was 13. Um, we didn't know better, obviously, fed kibble, and the, but the best kibble, so the most expensive kibble meant the best kibble. So we thought, right? He died of cancer. Then we got our first English Mastiff who was Norman. That's gotta be 12 years ago now, 13 years ago. And at five years old, um, he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. And we had no idea. I mean, we were literally at the river playing in the water. He loved the water. And, and he yelped, we, you know, jumping around. I thought, oh, his foot got in the sand or you twist, whatever. So we went home like two days later and we went straight to the vet and um, the vet just looked at his leg and she's like, this isn't good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. What, you know, so we took x-rays and his entire back left leg top to bottom looked like Swiss cheese. It literally looked like someone had poked holes all through his bones, perfect holes, perfect holes. And I literally buckled, my knees buckled. I, I, um, I wasn't prepared. It's not like I had a sick dog that I was taking to the vet or, or he had this big lump or, or um, I, I was, I was a mess and we went home and I, I tell people, you know, I went home and went to bed. I, I was so devastated and I just cried and cried and Joe does what he does. He researches, right? He sat at a computer for 48 hours and I sat and cried in my bed for 48 hours, right? We handled it completely differently. And I mean, I, I was paralyzed with sadness and anger, right? And anger and maybe not anger yet. I, at that point, I was just shocked. And then he comes into me and he said, not one more piece of kibble is to cross their lips. And what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, from here on out, we're feeding raw. And I go, raw what? What do you, what do you, raw what? He says, raw food, raw meat, uh, bone, I think, organ, I think, you know, anything raw. And um, so I start, got on, and not a lot of people were, there wasn't a lot of raw 
groups or people to buy food from, right? There was just not a lot out there. And I'd heard 80, 10, 10. I literally started, I bought a grinder. I started grinding meat and I put 80% of the volume in a bucket. And then I put 10% what I thought looked like 10% bone and 10% organ. And I chopped up some vegetables and I started doing some research and I went back to our vet at the time she's retired. She was a holistic vet. And I said, you know, I'm starting them on all on a raw diet. And she says, so here's my, my thought, Krista. She said, I, I, I'm not going to like tell you that I think that's okay. And I said, why? She goes, I support a raw diet. She says, but most people get it wrong. And, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to put together something and I'm going to bring it back to you. And she said, okay. So I went back and researched, reached out to a man named Thomas Sandberg. I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas. That's when I met Thomas and got supplements and a diet and, and start, took it back to her. And she says, good Lord, you have my blessing, right? Like I, you, you you mean business, right? And, and I, it was funny too, because when we went over, I remember getting really, 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 which is, this is paramount for my business right now. I remember being so overwhelmed, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what kind of meat, what does that mean bone and how much? And, and I literally am if I, if he didn't have cancer, I may have given up. I was so overwhelmed, which is something that's super important. And I'll get into that in a little bit of people starting raw for the first time, that it is so overwhelming. And now there's, before there wasn't enough information, now there's too much information, if you will. And people are just their heads spinning, right? And so, um, he finally looked at me, he goes, just do it as a starting point, right? Just do it. And we'll tweak it from there. And I'm like, okay. So we started doing that. We fed, switched all the dogs. And at the time we had my Basset Hound and Norman and, and we had, and we had just gotten a new puppy who I still have now, Naughty Jeff and switched everybody over to raw and I was working 24 hour shifts, right? Like, so I'd drive two hours to work to San Diego and I'd work 24 hours and then I'd drive two hours home and, and I would try to make as much food as I can. I felt like all I was doing was driving, doing CPR on the phone and making dog food. <laughs> like I felt like that was my whole life, right? And so I eventually not uh, not within you know too long and and all this time we're doing so much research on cancer and dog cancer and and the amount of of, um information that we extrapolated was mind-boggling when i look back and the people that i reached out to and um you that are now friends right that are friends of mine and we kind of grew up in this raw community together over the last seven, eight years. And I went, I, I was so, I remember being so exhausted and tired. And so I, I uh, went to this company and I said, Hey, I've got Mastiffs, you know, 
will you make my food wholesale? Right. And I'll, I'll pay you. I'll buy a thousand pounds. I don't care. I'm just so tired, you know, and I literally sat there and was almost in tears. Right. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. And, and on top of it, so worried about Norman, right? Um, the vet, they gave us maybe a week or two, literally, because it was that far. We kept him three and a half months and that he died. And, uh, and then we went on and then finally, so now I had the, a mast, the, another mastiff found us in this literally like within three weeks of Norman dying, we got Murphy. Um, he was going to be put down a whole different story, but we took him in. And so I went to her and I said, can you make our food wholesale? And, and we started talking about cancer and, and because of our med my medical background, my husband's, you know, and I'm like, well, I see it this way. And she's like, why aren't you doing this? And I go doing what? She goes, why don't you have your own company? And I go, oh my, did you not hear anything I just said? I just want to sleep, right? I don't, I'm going to start a new company. And she goes, she goes, you have, and they at the time had been in business 15 years, something, long time. And she says, you've got so much passion and knowledge and this, that, and the other, just literally in the short time you started this. So I took it home, you know, going, yeah, right. And Joe and I started talking and that's literally how Vibrant Canine started. But to rewind a little bit, six months after Norman died, my Basset hound, Oliver, turned up in end-stage kidney failure or kidney cancer, I'm sorry, end-stage kidney cancer. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't lose another baby to this, right? And so back on the, you know, that's when I met um, Daniel Arego. He was at the time was at Keto Pet and um and you know again working with Thomas we got Oliver dialed in on supplements and everything that boy lived because he was kibble fed for 11 years um he lived till he was 15 years old in a stage four cancer mm -hmm. uh, and a good life and to be honest with you I don't know if he died of cancer or old age because you know when you, they start getting that old I'm not going to put him through the trauma you know, ultrasounds, because you'd have to be on his back. He's a basset hound. That's a lot. So, um, you know, losing three out of four dogs to cancer is how Vibrant Canine started. And um, mostly because the thought of anybody feeling and hurting so deeply in their heart the way we did, I, I'm like, what can I do to fix this? What can I do? How can I help people not go through losing 75% of their dogs to cancer, right? So that's how Vibrant Canine started. And I started off, you know, the my manufacturer gave me her recipe and, she, you know, and I sold, I had one customer and I'd go to work, right? And I'd have coolers in my car with all kinds of ice, and I'd work a 24 hour shift. And when I got off in the morning, I'd go deliver the food to one person, right? And then it turned, you know, then it grew and grew. And then, I think was it three years ago, I retired. Um, I was so busy three or four years ago. I can't even remember now. Um, 
I retired from the fire department and, you know, went full time into to Vibrant Canine. I was very, very, very busy. So that's, that's how we started. Wow. So how long was you were doing Vibrant Canine on the site for how long? Let's see. Three years, maybe three years, maybe three years. And then, and then like about three years ago, you decided to go into it full time after retirement. Yeah. Yes. And wow. just really, and because every year we were doubling, right. We were, I mean, even now we are, you know, I mean, we're not doubling. I'd be, you know, in the money if we were doubling now, but, but every year we're going up, but for the first three years, we doubled what we did the year before. Right. And so, and we, I knew we were on to something, you know, with Kim, we never stopped our education with it and nutrition and, and, you know, we, that's something that we always evolve with. So it's, um, yeah, doing the two was, was, uh, a little hard. <laughs> that takes a lot of dedication and really truly passion because, I mean, what you did before, I mean, like CPR and, 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 you know, um, dispatch work, it's, it's so intensive because you actually have to have a focused mind, a very alert mind to, to, to be able to handle all the calls as well. Yeah. Driving two hours to San Diego. Yeah. And then working 24 hour shifts and, you know, I mean, I'm not young, I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking 22 and can do all of this. I mean, I was like running, it was taking its toll on me and hands down, I've had an amazing career in the fire department and with EMS. And I'm very grateful um, to having that opportunity. It gave me a great retirement, you know, but at the end of the day, hands down, um, I choose animals, right? And it's not that I choose animals over humans. I choose to be an advocate for animals over humans. And it's just because it's my plight, right? It's my, it's, I, I, it's what I feel I was put on the earth for to advocate for. You were following your heart. It's it's basically your passion that, that, that you heard a calling uh, to, to, to just go ahead, especially when, if you lose, you know, uh, one, two, three, you know, animals um, to illness and it, and the, and the, always that question is, you know, if I had fed a better diet, you know, would things have been different? I think, you know, um, even for myself as a pet owner, I fed kibble to my first adopted cat, you know, when she was a youngin, and she's 12 years old now, but she only just recently finally converted to raw, you know, uh, like last year, but that was partly my fault because I was so busy doing life and rescue work. And, you know, I haven't had time to really focus on her. To, to convert her, but it was because of her that I started to feed all my other rescues and, you know, um, raw food or at least a more fresh food diet mixed with even canned food. But I cut out the kibble. It was because of her because basically her gut, her digestion system was just, you know, um, horrible. Plus, I, I basically listened to my vet. You know, I, 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 was a, I was a good patient. I listened to my conventional vet that time. So every, for the first five years of my cat's life, she was vaccinated every year. You know, things like that. And I, you know, on hindsight now, you know, um, the damage that it, it has done to her, you know. Um, so usually, you know, we learn from our, from our mistakes. And, and then we always tell ourselves never again, 
you know, I've learned it once and I, and I don't want to repeat yeah. it. And how can I improve? You know, but seeing what you do, um, you know, and, and, and doing delivery and, and selling food at the same time, I, I take my hat off to you because, you know, where do you find the energy? And you're not a spring chicken either, are you? No, I'm not. I how how old like are I'm, you, may I ask? I'm 57. Wow, that's amazing. You, you, don't, you don't look it, by the way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I certainly feel it. You know, I wanted to touch on something too, because I think a lot of people go through this, you know, especially if they've lost an animal, you know, I, I, it was, I want to say years, but I don't know exactly the time that I blamed myself for Norman's death. I blamed myself for Parker. Norman was a harder pill to swallow. He was five years old, right? I was angry. I was, I felt stolen from, right? Parker was 13. Not that, I just think, you know, if he hadn't been kibble fed or or fed raw, maybe he would have lived many more years. And this, and Oliver making it to 15, that was awesome. Norman being five years old, it, it, it just destroyed me. And so I lived with a lot of guilt for a long time, feeling like I killed my dog. I killed my dog. And I know conceptually I can, I didn't, but in my heart, it was like, had I done better, had I known more, even though it's ridiculous, how would I have, right? Um, I, you know, maybe he, might still be with me. And, th- and that was hard. And, and I don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way now. And a friend of mine, um, Rodney Habib, you know, made a, just a statement some I don't know, years ago, whatever, but he said, you know, when you know more, you do better. Right. And so if I were to go back to kibble tomorrow, after what I know, well, I might be responsible for their death. Right. And I don't feel that way anymore. I, I feel that, you know, Norman, Norman came here and although on a very short journey, um, he came here to fulfill his journey and which was to light up my entire life, our family's life. He was the love of our life. And, and because of him being gone, and dying that we've been able to now effectively help what I think is thousands of dogs. And um, so I see Norman differently now and I don't see myself as a murderer anymore, you know? Um, But it's hard. I mean, we're coming up on the anniversary here in about a week of him dying. And I always tend to get a little reflective, um, a little emotional, just talking about, I get a little teared up. And reminding myself that, you know, we have so much to be grateful for that we were able to learn what we learned and be able to share that with other people and, and hopefully help as many dogs as possible. Wow. You, you have, you, you have, I think the biggest heart, you know, because to do what you, what you did for, for the first three years and then finally, you know, taking the courage, like, okay, you know, I've retired. Let's, let's start this, uh, this business full time now. Um, You know, it it takes a lot of dedication and and passion and you're right. Um, 
I think every single pet, pet parent out there, when they lose um, a, a beloved animal or pet in their family, they will normally, even if it's really not their fault, you know, um, they, they always blame it on themselves. You know, like I, you know, sure. I do, you know, even with my rescue work, I always feel like, oh, you know, I should have known better. Why didn't I do this? Why, you know, on hindsight, 2020 hindsight, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, we always think that, oh, we could have done this. We could have taken this route and, you know, turn left instead of turn right, you know. Um, but uh, like you said, over time, the more we learn and educate ourselves, um, we reach a point where we, we have a bit of a, I won't say enlightenment, but we know better. Like, like what Ronnie Habit said, you know. And once you know better, you do better. You know, yes. and you're absolutely right. You know, now if you were to feed kibble now, you know, then th- then the fault is yours yeah. because you knew, you know now why you shouldn't. Exactly. You know, um, what, you know, with 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 um doing all the raw food and and the wholesale part, I mean, like that must have taken so much work and effort to plan out, um, to balance it out, and you know, to to make sure that you you got the right combination to do. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of studying. <laughs> well, you know, you mean like with the recipe? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, and this is what I tell so many people, nobody knows what a dog needs. Nobody. We just don't. We don't even know what humans need, right? And, and there are some reasons for that. I think that, you know, even though dogs have been eating raw for tens of thousands of years in the wild. It's not new, obviously. It is relatively new here in the last five, you know, I want to say it's really grown in the last few years. And, you know, you always have those handful of people that have been feeding raw for, you know, I feel like people have either been feeding raw for a minute or for 30 years, right? There's, you know, (laughs) yeah. And so the truth is, is that, you know, what I know now is way different from what I knew seven years ago, right? And and one of my biggest things is that is that with nobody knowing exactly what a dog needs, that takes years of studies, right? So we have a medical background. We are very science-based and we know that proper studies take years. They take large sample sizes. There's fact, a gazillion factors, right, to take. And those will come. Now, does that mean we don't feed raw? Absolutely not. You know, we do it. But my, for me, I don't stick my heels in the mud, like plant myself so hard saying, this is what they have to do. And this is the way it is. Because I promise you next week, we're going to learn something else. And if I could tell anybody in, in that's considering raw, feeding raw, wanting to share their experiences is that stay fluid, right? This is a very new industry per se. And, you know, the studies are coming, studies are going on right now. Um, But like I said, proper studies take, take time. And so, you know, I've always thought if we can look at what they're doing in the wild, I think we can get a very, we can get a, a, a nice, black and white with a little bit of color thrown in picture of what we should be doing right so um recipes you know that's you know I have a a woman that I'm working with right now who's 
reformulated for us. Her name's Emma Rutherford and she's in London. And I just was with her last year, um, this time. And, uh, you know, she's, she's brilliant. And I, I think formulating is an art and I'm not an artist, right? Like I could be if I wanted to, I mean, it's not that I don't want to, what I mean by that is that I have a focus on working with dogs and cancer and metabolic disease and right. And so I will pay the artist to do the work right now. I understand the work. I understand where it's coming from. I just think let's leave this to the professionals who really are, you know, uh, Steve Brown, you know, the, the original artist, right? Um, there's, you know, Rahu, uh, Dr. Barbara Royal has an animal diet formulator that's really taken shape in the last couple of years that people can do. But the most important thing I think, Amaris, is that people really, really important every dog is different right the reason we don't have even knowing what humans need is because we're so different we're different weights and metabolic and and um races right we all carry different genetic codes and and so what we do is we take what we have as a base and then we tweak it right so and that's how i believe for dogs and i think you know, and I may get some flack for this one. I don't know that you can just sell a raw product um, and call it a day and it be balanced. I don't, first of all, I don't think we know what balance is. And, on, and second, every dog is different. And so as a company, what we do, we have the best base we can and then we tweak it with each dog. We tweak it as a puppy. What do we need extras? What do we tweak, tweak it as a, a right as a healthy adult dog, a senior dog? You know, we address different issues um, because I don't think that one bowl is perfect for everybody. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, that I like your philosophy and your approach. I mean, like I totally agree with that because. I remember when I first started feeding raw a couple of years ago, it, like you said, it's, you know, um, it's, there's so much information out there now. Yes. Um, and it's very conflicting because there's so many schools of thought, so many approaches, you know, some people say feed bone, don't feed, do prey model, do, you know, bath model, blah, blah, blah. Don't feed veg, uh, feed veg, um, you know, and, you know, like you, I think I just, approached it more from a you know like like a sensible human being like what do i eat you know what 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 is what is a healthy diet i won't say a balanced diet because i definitely don't eat a balanced diet every meal you know but i i try i try to eat as healthy as i can every day and i make sure that i i get my you know my nutrients from certain foods you know um and if i feel off then i gotta think like why so with our animals because they don't speak english unfortunately if they could it'll be so much more interesting i think in a household you know what you know they'll t be telling us what what they really think of us and what they smell from us every day um yeah. but yeah. um you know i like i like what you say like making the best uh base recipe mix and then you tweak it on top so you're basically customizing um for in that sense for your customers um 
almost like case by case, like you know, the individual yes. treating each each dog as a as an individual customer, and like okay, what what do you need? What do you want? You know, and and adding that on, I think that's amazing because not not I mean like in Singapore, we have a few um, commercial raw companies now. Um, which do like you know pre model about they they do home uh, very similar to what you're doing but um, I don't think um, they I might be wrong I might get into trouble saying this but I don't think they do it the way you do with that kind of level of that standard you know that approach that you do in terms of like truly customizing and formulating it very very well yeah, yeah I. You know, I, I don't, to be honest with you, so Vibrant Canine, we just stay in California. I, if we could go nationwide, but there's not enough of me. And I do have a few employees that are amazing, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I do have a medical background and I do understand the body. And yes, it's a dog. However, the body all works the same, right? It's a pump and pipe system, right? And it all you know, um, everything works the same, you know, obviously, but some di certainly differences. They're not humans by any means. But I think that um, I wouldn't be able to, so the model I've created is really not the best. I mean, yes, it's the best for each of my customers. Is it the best for my business? Probably not, right? I, I could go nationwide and make a lot of money and you know but that's not I don't believe in that I think that you know the what we do is we try to work with every single customer right and we have the phone call and and I make my suggestions right I don't tell anybody this is what you need to do I suggest you know that maybe we add this, we add that, you know, I'm pretty adamant on the puppy stuff and, and with different, you know, they need more bone and we kind of tweak the bone content, obviously, and the probiotic, you know, however they want to do that, whether it's raw goat's milk or however that looks. But um, I, it, the model is just not conducive, right? So, and I don't know a lot of places that do this and, and that's okay right like there's so many like just here in southern california we've got some great companies right and and it's not they're not doing it wrong i just have a different my background and my knowledge base is different right and so it enables me to troubleshoot with people and say what do you think about this and why don't you ask your vet about that, right? I'm not a vet. I don't tell people what to do. I sure as heck don't diagnose anything. That's not for me to do, but I can more often than not go, okay, I think this is possibly going on. Let's talk to your vet. You know, if we think it's a vet issue or if the food isn't working right, okay, let's change it to this. Let's add this. Let's try some digestive enzymes. And you know, I've had projects, dogs, you know, we have one right now that is a miracle. I, and I, when I say a miracle, I didn't even think we'd do this well, but we got a, uh, an English Mastiff with, uh, I'll try not to make this too long, but um, I, one of my dogs has neurological issues. So he gets a chiropractor who comes to the house and he was saying, oh, I went to the, you know, this other people, they've got mastiffs, blah, blah. The dog's got pneumonia. And I go, 
two years old and has pneumonia, I go, that's odd, right? That just doesn't, you know, that doesn't, that's not how would a two-year-old get pneumonia? And so I said, have them call me. Well, they started, they called and they started telling me things. And in my head, I'm like, well, this dog doesn't have pneumonia. This dog's got either CHF or DCM or HCM, right? But I didn't say that to them. I said, you know, I don't think your dog's got pneumonia. I think we need to follow up with a cardiologist. I go, I think your, your dog is in and bad. I mean, the dog, they brought the dog to my house. His, his uh, tongue was gray. His gums were gray. He's you're just not perfusing, right? Uh, just not getting any oxygen to his noggin. And I go, he needs to be seen now. I, I literally didn't think he was going to make it another couple days, right? And so sure enough, they got him in and he was in end stage. Uh, I think he had a 28% ejection fraction, which basically means 28% of his heart was pumping out, right? That's why he had no oxygen going on. His heart was enormous, right? Um, and I called my friend Daniel Rego and Joe, and he got on the phone and they came up with a treatment plan that is so um, way coloring outside of the lines, right? Um, and, but these people were like, we'll do anything, right? We weren't prepared for this, right? And, and in my head, I'm like, God, if we can just buy a little time for them to accept that their dog is dying, right? And let's buy them a little time. And, and we started this really progressive, crazy protocol. Um, that dog is not only still alive, he is running and jumping and playing. And the cardiologists are like, wow what happened right and so you know there's there's certain animals right where we'll you know I can make suggestions and say you know I'm not a vet I'm not a doctor and and you know I will there's a lot of things that I'm willing to do to help an animal and I don't claim you know that's something that's really important that people know that I I don't claim to be an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm a dog mom. What I'm an expert in is losing three dogs to cancer. I'm an expert at having cancer dogs. Not anything I aspired to grow up and be, right? And so, but it is what it is. So it's very important to me that we work with each dog because I, I think their health and their longevity starts with nutrition. And, you know, just a piece of the pie, right? It's just one slice of the pie, but it's a slice of the pie that I can help with. I think one word that I'll describe you is that you over deliver. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that that is, you know, that, that to me is a quality in passionate people, you know, when, when they care a lot about what they do, you know, the service that they, they provide to try and, you know, serve their clients and the clients for you will be, you know, the dogs. And you, you really truly go out of your way to, you know, to try and help, even though it might not, you know, directly impact your business in any way or make you extra money in that sense, you know, you don't care about that. You actually care about the welfare of the animal. 
And, you know, um, I think because of your experience, like you said, in the medical background, you sort of like, you can see the signs when this dog obviously has no oxygen going into its brain, you know, and, um, you know, you, you have the ting, 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 warning signs in your brain, you know, um, but you have to, the, the, you know, the finesse and the experience to, you know, to, to diplomatically guide them to, you know, like, you should see a cardiologist now. You should, you should, you know, go yeah. to see a specialist because this is not your purview, but you sense that there's something truly, truly wrong, you know, and it's not, like you said, pneumonia, you know. Um, that's what right. I call over-delivering for your, for your customers because you really care. You care. So, but how long, how long did this dog, I mean, like the, this protocol, I mean, like from the date that it was diagnosed properly to, to now, how long has it that been? That was in July. Wow, that last year? July. Yeah, 2020. So however, what, seven months now it's been. And, and you know, I, yeah, I, there's, I, it was crazy, right? And I, you know, it's much like my dog, Oliver, that lived till he was 15 for four years in a stage four cancer. You know, I think it was a, um, uh maybe one of a kind. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just grateful that, you know, he's doing good. I post on him every once in a while. His name's Zeus. Um, and great, great dog parents, right? I mean, they're all our customers are the best dog parents. I mean, I'm so lucky like that. And, you know, and I know, you know, in medicine, no, but we don't ever say anything. This is what it is. Fact everything is that it's possibly this, or it could be that, What you know, and, and really pushing people to a professional person, right? Because like I said, I'm not that I can have a few thoughts and guide them. You know, you can go this way, but you know, we don't have for the longest time, we had so many sick dogs. We still do obviously um, all the time, cancer dogs and, and metabolic disease and, and, uh, a lot of problem dogs. What's really cool is that we're getting so many customers in the last few years of healthy dogs or puppies, right? That people are like, you know, that the message is really getting out there. And that to me is progress. That is exciting, right? That is, and I think as a raw community, we come up against a lot of pushback. We, from veterinarians, bless all their hearts, right? I think they all kind of, you know, they care, but you know, the, the, the daily struggle of vets saying we don't support a raw diet and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, pushback from what, you know, the FDA, you know, having zero tolerance on salmonella in food. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of hurdles being a new-ish industry, um, that we overcome. And, and I don't believe that we fight these people. I don't feel like they're the enemy at all. I think that, you know, as long as we stay in our lane, stay focused, stay true to the message, learn from our mistakes, right? I'm so not perfect. And I'm, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh, maybe we should have, I mean, there's been customers I've turned away that I'm like, I don't think your dog should be on raw. Right. I, we had one that came to us with liver shunts. I knew nothing about liver shunts and apparently they're in humans. And I'm like, okay, I didn't even know about these. And I would uh, had this gut feeling just by what they were and what it did. There's like um, 
extra hepatic and um, intrahepatic. Basically, it's blood vessels that grow around the liver or up through the liver. And I just, the way I was reading up on it, I'm like, I don't think raw's the right direction for some reason. And I actually uh, texted uh, Dr. Karen Becker and I said, you know, I'm something inside of me is saying he shouldn't be on raw. And she goes, you are right. You need to go with your gut and let's get him to UC Davis, right. To go. And, and, and it, you know, that was the right, that was the right call. So I think sometimes going with our, our gut feeling, um, you know, rather than looking at money. And, and by the way, if there's people out there that think you're just going to wake up and have a raw dog food company and you're going to be rich, you might want to think again, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I just like, I look at people sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. You know, so, you know, being, you know, I'm not out just to get a customer to make money, right? I, I genuinely want to do what's right by the dog and going by my instinct and trusting myself. Now, mind you, my husband is the medical, you know, smarty pants in the family, not me. I, you know, say, I mean, obviously I have a basic knowledge of a, several things and I've done a lot of things, but really the, the smart one in the family's medical wise is my husband. So I got him that I bounce so much off of and we, you know, we really work good together. And, you know, and he explains to me, you know, when I say, I think this is going on, he's like, well, this is why, right. And so I cannot take the credit for it. I, I really have a great partner in crime with that. Uh, that's, that's what I love to hear. You know, um, a lot of times people think, you know, um, it's a one man or one lady show, um, most times there's usually some sort of partnership or, you know, uh, a support system going on because truly if you were just one person, it's a very lonely road. It's a very painful journey, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting your own, like you said, raw food business. I think a lot of people don't even realize um, you don't make a profit for quite a while. So there's, you're going you're gonna to be eating a lot of crap for a very long time and you'll probably be, you know, doing a few other jobs at the same time just to make ends meet not a lot of people you know uh are aware of that i think very naively sometimes they i think because you know especially when you look at the media nowadays they they talk about successful entrepreneurs who you know struck gold or something and they all think that oh it's it's oh it's easy it's easy put a bunch of raw food grind it up and that's it Yeah, it is. It is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And, um, and, you know, when I tell you, you know, working in the emergency room and trauma and death and, you know, obviously doing 911 and, and doing 17 things at once. And, you know, that is like, sometimes I'm like, gosh, what if I ever went back to 911? It would be like, like a vacation, right? For me, no, not, that is not an easy job. And the, you know, my coworkers and they are rock stars and amazing at what they do. But I'll tell you, this is for me the, by far the hardest thing I've ever done and trying to keep my ego out of it, right? Um, right, keeping my ego in check, um, that is something that has 
that pops up every once in a while. I mean, with all of us, right? We are all driven by ego. We all want to be liked. We all want to be respected. We all, you know, and, you know, remembering that when I have to say, this is about the dogs, no matter what, this is about the dogs. This isn't about me. And it's not about, you know, somebody copying me and copying my model or doing what I'm doing. You know, I mean, I get into those places, you know, where I see some companies that, you know, whatever I do within days, they do the same thing and or post the same thing or take words out of my mouth. And that was something I had to learn that like, you know what, this is not about them. This is about the dogs. And the bottom line is if they feel the need to do what I'm doing, because they see it as, as successful and that's how they're going to get bigger guess what? They're helping more dogs. And that's what it's about at the end of the day. This isn't about me or someone taking my ideas. I mean, come on, right? Now they get to help more dogs and by whatever path necessary, right? And, you know, it's hard because I've literally gone through a period, you know, where I felt like there was some people that we're taking the glory from my pain, right? I mean, I even so much as saw a person who had never said this or even said anything, but had all of a sudden started saying we got into business because our dog died of cancer. They had never, and I'm like, that pain was so hard and so deep for me. And I genuinely was gutted, right? Like that, you know, I would do anything to have my dog back right? I didn't do anything to have all of them back. And my dogs died, you know, because, um, because what I believe was a nutritional, you know, defect and, you know, but I had to say, you know what, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's their road. That's their, those are their choices, their road. And if they're helping more dogs, I have done my job, right? So if I'm, someone feels the need to do what I'm doing, awesome. That means you're helping more dogs. So I can't, I can't fault them for that. So, but there's times where, you know, I have to say, slow down princess. This isn't about you. This is about the dogs. So I, I hear you. I think, I think it's human nature. Um, all of us, you know, we all have that ego. We all, we all battle with it every day, actually, to be honest, you know, yeah. um, it's always, I mean, like even for myself, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? I, I have to keep asking myself that, you know, um, just to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reason um, and not for the wrong reason. Mm. Um, because, you know, you, you get a, if you do it for the wrong reason, your brain gets very adult, you know, your, your soul gets very burdened and, and, and you become very lost, you know, um, if, yeah. if you don't have a clear focus on why you do what you do, you know, and, right. you know, and, 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 if you lose that 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 reason why that clarity of focus, um, you're gonna drown. And like you said, doing uh, the business is hard. It's hard. I mean, like right. I'm just curious. You know, like you 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 started vibrant canine as a well as a side hustle, basically. You know, as a part time. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get your clients in in the beginning? Uh, I don't know. Uh, literally, I don't know. <laughs> I. <laughs> 
Did you advertise or word of mouth? No, I didn't. I've never advertised. I am only word of mouth. Um, Obviously doing some, you know, social media and, you know, bless my, all my coworkers at my last 911 job, you know, they had to, they went through this death with Norman with me and just the most supportive people, my boss, my coworkers that were my, just my heart, they went through this, but by God bless them because them, having to listen to my rants about raw and, you know, like, uh, you know, um, as when we're all new to something, right. It's like, Oh, it's the biggest, best thing, you know? And, and, uh, I know, I mean, other than doing a few little ads on Facebook once in a while, it was really just word of mouth and, yeah. Oh, and we did pet expos. We've been doing those. Those absolutely. We did pet expos and obviously we didn't do them this last year because of COVID. A um, lot of customers from there, but that was, those are such great teaching moments at these places, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you about my product. I'm going to tell you what's probably going to happen to your dog or, you know, that if we don't change how we're doing things, your dog probably is not going to have the long life that it could. Now I'm not making obviously any promises, but pet expos because it was a huge education platform for us. So those, and I loved doing them. There were long days, long, hard days and thousands of people, but I loved them. I loved, so we got customers through there and then word of mouth. Wow. It sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) I don't know how you get the energy, how, you know, like, what were your hours like, um, even like, it was just, they were crazy. I mean, you know, I look, there's no way I could go back there and do that. There's no way. In fact, we actually had in the last probably, well, gosh, we're coming up on a year of COVID. So probably in the last two years, two and a half years. So I was shipping to customers up North, not a lot, you know, we hadn't, I hadn't really expanded there and shipping was just my, you know, a frozen product is a nightmare, but we had talked about going shipping. I had delivery, some people that worked for me, um, that delivered, right. I had to hire people to help deliver. Um, cause we would do San Diego and they were like 14, 16 hour days, right. We'd do all of San Diego, all of Orange County one day, all of LA one day and, you know, all the different areas. And so then when COVID hit, I'm, you know, one of my girls who I adore, um, Marissa, she said, you know, I'm not comfortable delivering with this COVID thing. And I said, and I'm not comfortable with you delivering with COVID, right? She and I were doing a lot of the deliveries. And and then I had a couple other people doing deliveries also. And, um, you know, that's kind of, I'm like, well, now's as good as time as ever to go to shipping. We were just getting too big for deliveries, right? And the days were just long and grueling and exhausting. And if you've ever been to California, Southern California, and you know our traffic, right? It's, that's enough to make you crazy. So yeah, so we've gone to a shipping model um, that's come with its challenges, right? I mean, there's many days where I'm pulling my hair out and you know, and I miss not being able to see our customers. I miss not seeing the dogs. That was the highlight of my day, right? Going and getting to spend time with 20, 30, 40 dogs a day, right? And just playing with, you know, I'd 
tell people, I go, well, I'll end up being the family member you never wanted, right? Because <laughs> to show up at their house and I'm like, oh, we're rolling around on the floor with the dog. So I love that interaction. And when it becomes a safer period and a safer time, you know, we will resume some deliveries. I will, because I enjoy that one-on-one -on -one with people, right? Um, COVID's definitely been a huge challenge for my business, but we have grown and I'm not sure what it is. Um, I thought maybe we'd peek out, right? And we did, we had some people that wanted to hoard and I wouldn't allow it. I'm like, no, we're not gonna do that. We've got plenty of food, plenty of sourcing, you know, don't worry about that. And then I thought after a few months, we'd probably drop, right? Um, especially after we got locked down. And I will tell you out of the last 10 months, 11 months, whatever, every single month, our sales have gone up and up and up. We've had a couple months where they went back a little bit, but hardly at all, right? So I am very blessed and I'm very lucky. Um, and I do not take it for granted because there's so many people out there and so many companies that are struggling and you know my heart breaks for them I mean if I had the money I'd put them all back in business you know because I think their heart's in the right place and what they're doing is the right place so we've been really blessed I I cannot complain and I'm grateful for it every single day can I just backtrack and check with you when you first started Vibrant Canine um, your business uh, proper you actually outsourced the manufacturing of the food so you didn't do it at home you, so you want you didn't start as a home-based kitchen kind of no. business, right you went straight out you, you look for a manufacturer you I was looking for to feed my dogs for cheaper because I was feeding like 11 pounds a day and I would look at you know like commercial raw and it was like $7.99 $8 a pound and I'm like oh my god I can't afford that right I can't afford that and so that's when it, I went to our manufacturer and I'm like, can you make it wholesale for me? You know, I'll buy as much as you want. I'll buy 3000 pounds. I don't care. Just, you know, I mean, can you give me a good deal with a good recipe to feed my dogs? So with your pricing, and I'm today, still with them. I'm still with them. Oh, they that's awesome. Yeah. They manufacture our food. We've had you know, we've built a very strong relationship. They're an amazing company, um, you know, now been in business well over 20 years and, um, you know, they're fantastic. Yeah, I, you know, we play with the idea once in a while with manufacturing and we probably will. It's just, you know, I feel, you know, we peek around, we look at things and stuff. And it, if it's right, it will present itself. But literally for the last year and a half, even finding buildings, you know, um, nothing's flowed. And there's a reason for it, right? So I know when, when it's time, it'll be time. So um, in terms of you were saying, you know, uh, you, you, you started, you know, getting a manufacturer wholesale is because price point for you as a pet owner, um, how about, you know, uh, when you started to sell, you know, to your, to your customers in terms of pricing, you know, um, how did that, how, how did you work that one out? 
Well, I took what we were being charged and, you know, figured out, you know, a proper markup. And, and that was one of my goals, right? I felt like not only the elite shouldn't be the only people that can afford raw, right? So it was my goal to have an affordable, I'm like, if you can afford an expensive bag of kibble, you can afford our food. So part of that was me, us being direct to consumer, right? So every time, you know, and it's not, it's no company's fault that they're too expensive. I mean, you start figuring, you know, when every time you put a new layer in, so, you know, the, the vendor, and then you've got the retail and, you know, everything exponentially goes up because everybody has to make some money. So keeping it direct to consumer um, was my goal to keep costs down. Um, we, in seven years, we've only had two price increases and one of them was because of COVID. Wow. You know, um, I'm not going to lie. Feeding raw is, you know, not cheap. And, you know, I don't judge people that can't feed raw or can't afford it. You know, in the first few years, my biggest downfall was giving too many discounts because I wanted to fix everything. Right. And I was fixing something. All right. It was my bank account going in the red, <laughs> you know, so I, you know, that, that was really hard not being able to, you know, feed the world. So, um, you know, it's been a lesson and I, you know, but I, I will do anything to keep our costs down, you know, and, in, in, in starting shipping was, you know, a cost to customers. I thought we're going to lose people. And we didn't, I mean, we lost a few, but we gained a lot. And, you know, my poor customers are like, you know, well, this place ships for free. And I said, honey, no one ships for free, right? It's either built into the cost of the food, you know, nothing is free. I just exactly. choose to be upfront about it and honest about it. So everyone needs to get paid something. Yeah, it, it is. And so, you know, as much as I would like to, you know, I mean, literally, if I had millions of dollars, I would give out everything I could, but, you know. So which part of South California are you, Southern California, are you based in? We're, we're about an hour southeast of Los Angeles. Okay. So I'm pretty centrally located to everything, right? Which made delivering easy. Um, so. Because basically we, your focus is South California. I mean, that's, that's, that's your focus in, in terms of. All like, California. Farming. We've got a huge customer base now in Northern California and Central California. Um, that I really didn't put time into building before because, you know, we hadn't really, we, we were doing shipping, but very minimally. And now that we're gone to a shipping model, uh, I mean, our, you know, our, our base up there has grown a lot. Wow. That, that's actually very impressive because you're like, what, six years, seven years into business now? Yeah. That, yeah. That's amazing. That's a lot of hard work, but that's amazing what you've achieved, actually. Yeah, it's it's been a path. I mean, it's definitely been a road, right? And, you know, and always learning. And I think that's just always my biggest um, thing is staying open and knowing I don't know it all, right? And saying, like, Krista, you don't know it all. And, you know, and I know a lot of people come off is that they know at all because they've got a brand or a product and you know and the truth is my truth is is that 
we don't know yet. And we're still evolving and we're still trying to make the best thing possible, right? And obviously navigating in a very new world, right? Mm -hmm. We're in a COVID environment and, you know, due to me being scientifically very motivated, you know, I, you know, I, my husband, you know, worked on a state COVID panel with University of San Francisco and, you know, different, and last February, you know, he was saying with them, right, um, that this is going to be 18 to 24 months minimum, right, this is not going to go away soon, and so I was able to say, okay, how do we navigate our business through this, right, because so many people are like, oh, it'll be gone tomorrow, and everything will, and I think as we see that things are different, and I don't know, I don't, I hope this isn't our new normal, but today it is. And so how can I be of service to my customers in the environment that we're in? And how do I adapt and overcome the obstacles, you know, within these parameters, right? It's, I feel like I'm constantly juggling, Amrith. <laughs> like I'm like always juggling, like, oh, you know, okay, you know, they, COVID, they, dogs, cancer. They always say, you know, to be alive means you will have problems. So the, the, the goal of life is to have better problems to solve. You know, yeah. you don't want crap. Absolutely. You, you don't want lousy problems. You want good problems that, you know, yeah. uh, 100%. And, and seeing what you've achieved in the last few years, even though you're juggling and everything, you're juggling very good problems. I have to say, you know, um, I mean, like, look at you, you, you know, like if you, you, you look amazing. Honestly, Thank honestly, you. honestly, you know, I, I don't know where you get that energy from uh, to, <laughs> you know, like a lot of people, you know, honestly, most people when they retire, they just want to, you know, have a holiday home and take a cruise and go around the world kind of thing, you know. I'd like to do that too. <laughs> One day. One, One day, day, but not yet, you know? not yet. Your, your not time's yet. not yet. Um, well, we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of goals to meet. Um, we have a very significant cancer problem. Um, we have a very significant health problem in dogs, right? We have the sickest dogs ever in the history of domesticated pets, right? Um, we've got to start addressing some of this. I mean, you know, there's different numbers that bounce around in cancer, you know, one in two, one in, um, one in 1.62 dogs, you know, get cancer one in two dogs. Even if it's one in two, like that's a lot. 50%. If that was like a infant or child or adult, if it, we would be going, Oh my gosh. But, you know, we have chosen to, you know, our parents fed kibble, our grandparents fed kibble. Like it's right. We just do what we know to do and so does it mean if you're switched around you're not going to get cancer or get disease or get no it's nothing's a guarantee and but at the end of the day if I wake up tomorrow and one of my dogs has cancer I can put my head on my pillow at night knowing I did everything I knew as opposed to being I murdered my dog big difference right mm. big difference so you know, again, going back to, to Rodney, you know, when we know better, we do better. When, you know, when we know more, we do better. So, 
So with with COVID and everything, and you switched to shipping instead of doing your own home deliveries, um, was that would you say the biggest change that you made for your business so far? Um, yeah, I mean it, it's been a significant change. I mean, I think people, you know, there's all kinds of things that we're learning all the time. Like, oh, I didn't figure this. Yeah, it was huge change and. And, you know, let's not even begin to get into shipping and COVID, right? Like everybody is shipping now, right? So we've entered into a, uh, a business of shipping that they are overwhelmed and they are taxed and they are, have so many people out on COVID. I mean, we had to, a shipment the other day that never made it come to find out the guy was standing in front of my house because they, you know, I'm not going to drop the shipper's name because that's not important, but literally was standing in front of my house. Had he did a 90 degree turn, he would have seen my address. So he left, right? And I mean, everybody's taxed, right? And so shipping has been a huge challenge, 100%, right? And I've had to make it right with a few customers because their food didn't get there in time. And, you know, that's that I got to make it right. Right. It's not their fault. They're paying good money to have it shipped. And by gosh, if it got lost, we have to fix it. So not to mention the actual physical labor of now shipping. Right. I mean, we had physical labor before of delivering. It's just different now. Right. Just trying to kind of work. And I've got a lot of customers that, you know, I mean, you know, they'd be okay with us doing, you know, ding dong ditch, you know, ding, and then running from the door. But my customers are very appreciative of shipping, right? Um, with the COVID issues. Yeah. About, and at the end about, of the day, we're just too busy to deliver anymore, right? We've just grown too big. It's not, it's not viable anymore. Did you, do you have, you know, challenges with sourcing for food? With this? I'm sorry? Do you have challenges with sourcing for food with COVID and everything? Not yet. Not yet? No. And my manufacturer, you know, she's, you know, bless her heart. I mean, she's, they, I should say they, but she uh, has just works her butt off every day. And I think, gosh, I'm so new in this business. And she's like over 20 years and, you know, they work so hard and, you know, uh, no, so far sourcing has been good. We have had to absolutely deal with cost, right? So I don't know about in Singapore, but in here, out here, I mean, just our costs, like, you know, people are like, why, why the price increase? I'm like, have you been to the market lately? You know, you're paying seven, $8 a pound for hamburger meat, right? Like it's all of that. And I knew it was going to come down the pike, right? so many meat plants closed because of COVID people, you know, the workers got sick and I knew this was going to trickle down, but I mean, it's trickled down for humans, right? It's not, it's not just dogs. So that's been an, that's been an, uh, an issue, but so far sourcing, we're, we're good. And I, I don't anticipate any issues. Wow. Yeah. I, I think, you know, vibrant canines just, truly an amazing company you know yeah. and and you know I uh, one thing listening to you share your stories you know I, I can see you have a lot of a lot of gratitude as well you know um, you, you're very you're very self-aware that you know it's it's uh, kindness of the universe in a sense you know you've been so blessed in, in getting your company to move forward in so many ways um, all these years I think 
um, a lot of a lot of people, I think when they start out in business, it you know first of all you you battle the ego, you know me myself and I, um, mm. and sometimes they forget to be thankful for what they have, you know. Uh, I do. We and, all do. You know, I think opportunities, you know. Yeah, I think uh, it's just about checking yourself or having your partner say, you know, back it up there, princess. You've got a lot to be grateful for, and you know and. But we all do it, right? We all do it. And, and it's just about not, not, you know, one of the things I say a lot is that we stay in our lane and we do, right? There's so many things that to talk about right now, COVID, politics, I mean, ah, right? Like <laughs> there's so many things and I will not 100% will not engage personally professionally with any of it right like I I I get just as hot as the next person right but that no dog um deserves me to get sidetracked right so that's kind of one of our things is I stay in my lane I don't I don't go down other avenues because I've got too much in front of me every single day I mean it starts from the minute I get up till late at night, right? I don't get a day off. So I have to stay front and center for the animals or, or we lose, right? We lose vibrant canine, we lose dogs, you know, all of it. And that's not, you know, at the end of the day, politics in four years, it'll be different. Eight years, it'll be different. COVID's gonna change over the next however long. And, you know, um, the, you know, what's the, what's the point, right? And so I have to stay focused for me and for our company. That's something very important to me that I can't, I won't go off the rails somewhere else. So when you first started, did you ever see yourself or Vibrant Canine where it is today? I mean, when you first started, did you, did you have an inkling of an idea where you wanted to go or you didn't really look at it that far? You just did one thing at a time. I didn't. And my husband and a, a dear friend, her name's Kristen Clark. Amazing. She's written a couple books on raw feeding and her and my husband kept getting me to what's your, what's your one-year plan? What's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, no, I never thought where we'd be where we are. Right. The, the, the relationships in this industry that I have made and friendships, you know, um, yeah, mind baffling. If you would have told me people that would be my friends now, I've been like, no way, right? And and you know, making Susan Thixton's list, you know, three years, four years in a row. I can't remember if this is the third. This is the third year. Um, you know, if you would have ever told me that we'd be on Susan Thixton's top ten list, I'd have been like, no way, right? Like you know, she was a goddess to me. I mean, she still is, you know, she's just, she's Susan Thixton, you know, and, um, and being on some other lists, right. Kimberly Morris Gautier, dear friend. And, um, you know, that we've grown up in this industry together and, you know, her doing the list and us being on it. And I knew full heartedly, it had nothing to do with us being friends, right. She knows my heart and, um, you know, different thing. No, I never thought we'd be here. And I still don't know where we'll be in 10 years. What we do have a goal of is by, you know, 2030, we want to help a million dogs. We, I want to help my husband. We want to help 
metabolic disease, we want to help a million dogs by 2030. However that looks, right? Is it by vibrant canine? Is it by raw food? I don't know. I don't know, right? So I don't know. I have no good answer for you there. <laughs> oh, you, you, you are a lady with a mission, you know? And I, I love the fact that you want to connect with your, you know, with everyone and share and educate them. You know, the message that you have is so important. You know, I think a lot of people, they really don't realize. I talked to some, some people in Singapore, they don't even realize that one in two, 50% of dogs will get cancer. And yeah. they don't, they don't know why, you know, they don't understand that, you know, there's several factors with cancer diet is being one of them, you know, environmental toxins. And I mean, like it's your whole yes. lifestyle. It is a lifestyle disease, you know, Truly, you know, Truly. So I mean, you know, I tell people like, you know, let's not, you can, you can only do what you can do. Right. I can't control my soil conditions on my property. You know, I can't control my water source, you know, but I can put good filters on it or I can, you know, there's so many things, you know, vaccinations. I don't vaccinate my dogs. I haven't vaccinated my dogs in 30 years. Um, you know, you pick, you, you pick that hill to die on, right? Like what is important, but you can only, yeah, there are, there's so like nutrition, it's just a piece of the pie. There's so many, so many issues that's causing disease in our animals today and you know i've chosen like i said one slice of the pie other i go nuts i would go crazy if i was trying to address every issue i i couldn't do it i can barely do this <laughs> you know, you're amazing krista powell i mean like oh, so. you you you're a superhero you you really are you're oh my gosh don't say that <laughs> ah, you have no idea i mean like, i've been following you for a couple of years now and, and i always you know, I, 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 I'm always in awe at, at, you know, what you do and, and the lives that you've changed your customers' lives. And, you know, I can see how much you can love your customers. You know, you, you, you know, the animals, you know, by name, you spend time with them. It's not, it's not just a dollars and cents exchange, you know, business for you. It's, it's really about, you know, improving your, your clients' lives, your dogs, you know, everybody's dog's life. That, that is, that is your mission. That's what you you live and breathe it literally, you know, um, it's, Thank you. I just, you know, it's like, I, you know, like I said, I was really chuffed and, and so excited when you said yes to this interview. You have no idea. Oh my gosh. I was so honored. Thank you. You have no idea. Cause I've been, I've been, you know, I have a list of, of people that I, I follow and I really admire them. And, you know, I've been slowly like going through down my list and, and, and every time I think like, I don't know if she's going to say yes to me because I'm a nobody. You know, I, I, I literally. I'm, no, you're not. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I get, and I get very, like very nervous when I talk to people like you, because you guys are like, like super, super up there. You're expert in, in what you do. And, you know, uh, I, you know, and I, you see, there I go. I'm, st I'm, I'm stammering and stuttering already. You know, uh, I've been trying to keep it under control. That's why you talk so much and I keep very quiet. <laughs> That's how the podcast goes. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny you say those things because I still feel, you know, you say you go, I'm a nobody. I'm like, I feel like a nobody, right? I feel like, I feel like that kid at the, I feel like I'm the kid at Christmas dinner where they've had the kids table and the adult table. And I've been invited to the adult table and I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. I still feel that way every day. I still feel like, 
I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I know I have a lot of, you know, you know, things that I've learned, but I still feel I'm just in awe of so many people. And, you know, you, you are, that's so funny that you said, I'm so glad you sent me a second email, right? Because I never saw the first one and I'm like, of course I will. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, one thing I've learned is, you know, um, send an email out. If you don't hear from them, just try again and keep trying until Um, you get until Good you get thing, because I didn't see the first. <laughs> I at all times have about 800 emails and it's, you know, my goal for the last three yeah. years to actually go through them. So. I, I guess as much because like I said, you, you feel like a nobody and you feel like a baby, you know, when you're with, with, your, with your peers. But I look at you as you're actually, maybe I would say you're a giant baby up there, you know, on a, on a higher <laughs> tier. You're just a giant baby up there, but you are with the giants. That's the thing you see. <laughs> baby I love that oh my gosh you have the adult with a diaper on at the table good lord I I, I just think what you do is amazing and you have such beautiful dogs I've seen the dogs on on social media and you know I so crazy you know if I could well I can't uh, I'm not allowed to because I stay in a small flat and they actually have sizes you know like how what size dogs you're allowed to in housing but um I love big dogs I've always loved giant breed dogs, you know, and whenever, I think that was the, one of the things that I, uh, that attracted me to your, to, to, to you, to your social media thing. It's like, oh, she's got masters. Oh, yay. You know, oh my God. You know, <laughs> they are such a cartoon character. I mean, you know, like we've always had bassets, basset hounds and, and mastiffs and, you know, and then we had our lab Parker, but yeah I you know you know how people where you get like you find that one breed and you're like committed for life like I can't imagine ever having not having a mastiff even though you know I mean I get run into the hall you know baby bomb just runs you over and stepping on your feet and you know slobber all over my house and but yeah, they're definitely my heart dogs and bassets. I'm a I'm a sucker for those short legged long dogs too. <laughs> oh, you you have a huge heart, Krista. You you really do. You know, because I I don't know. There's something about you that drew me to you uh, when I first found you. You know, and then I started following you and 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 following your journey on online. And I just thought that. Wow, you know, this is one amazing lady. She's driving everywhere, delivering food. And not just that, she actually knows the names of her clients, the dogs, you know, and the condition. And it's very personal, you know, and not a lot of people make that extra effort, you know. Mm. It, and, you know, it, there's something about you which, which told me that you have a giant heart because, you know, you, you really go out of your way to over deliver. It's, you're not just selling raw food. That's the thing about Vibrant Canine that I've, I've sort of observed. You're not just selling raw food. You, you are selling, you know, uh, an education, uh, you know, you, you're, um, you're teaching people how to improve their dog's lives, no matter what stage they are, you know, um, with metabolic diseases, cancer, or even healthy dogs, like you said, now that you, your, your client base has improved. But, you know, your focus has always been how to improve, you know, this dog's life nutritionally. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, and I do mean this with all my heart and soul. Um, I don't care if you get our food or not. 
yes, I would like to have people as our customer, but if they go somewhere else and they do, right? I mean, you have customers that will go other places. I send people to customer to other raw food companies that are by us. I, you know, I always try to tell people, it's like, it's not about our food, right? I mean, I'm, you know, and it's probably not great for my business when it comes to time wise, because my time management is very poor. I get calls from all over the country of, you know, please help my dog, please help my dog. And I can never turn them away, right? I, I will say, hey, you know what, this is, and I'll always connect people, right? Like there's a there's a raw food company in another state in Pennsylvania. Um, her name is Ashley Luke and friend, she's from the company here today. And I send everybody to her because she's got the heart and soul for dogs, for her community, right? Like she's everything that I wish every company was. And there's a lot of great companies, don't take me wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I gladly send people, to, you know, to people that I know that are in this for the right reason. Um, I, I just want dogs to get healthy. So, you know, I do work with Thomas Sandberg and, you know, uh, obviously Daniel Orego kicks in when I need him, right? I am, I am not too proud to ever say, I don't know, but I will always find the right person to hook somebody up with, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I know that the more dogs, so this is my thought. Somebody from Texas calls me and they need food. I send them here, you know, that's another dog we've helped. That's another dog that we've moved towards that million, right? I'm not talking just about my customers. I'm talking about how do we touch people, right? I've, you know, I've got people talking about us left and right over in, in England. I had a, a guy reach, a big guy over in Europe, in England, reach out to us. And, you know, I'm like, we're helping people across the globe. Like, so when you say, what have I ever seen myself here? No, right? Like, but anytime we can touch a dog, no matter where they are in the world, we have taken one more step to help get to that million dogs by 2030. It's amazing. Um, so in your entire journey to date, what are you most proud of? That's a big question. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm proud of, I don't know. I'm proud of my dog's health, right? I, I'm, I don't know if it's so much proud or if it's gratitude, right? I'm, super grateful, you know, that I'm given an opportunity to get up and work every day with dogs. You know, I'm, I have a hard time, like, being like, oh, I'm proud of me, or I'm proud of, my, you know, like, I think it's probably more gratitude that I have than it is pride, right? I'm, um, I'm, well, okay, no, I'm lying. I'm proud, and, and I tell people this all the time, uh, this is what I am proud of. I am proud of all these amazing dog parents that are willing to color outside of the lines and go do raw 
when their vet says don't do it, or they're afraid of salmonella, or they're afraid of bones, and they do it, they're vegans, right? And they do it anyway. And I am, and I, that I am very, very proud of, of all the people that are so willing to take that extra step or pay that extra, you know, $50 a month or whatever it is to do what's best for their animal because this is their family member. So I guess when it comes to being proud, I am so proud of our customers. Um, our customers are the dogs, but I'm so proud of their parents for taking steps to do better. I That I do have a lot of pride for, um, a lot. When it comes to me or my company, um, it's just gratitude. I'm, I'm pretty darn lucky. Well, Krista Powell, who hashtag over delivers every single time. Thank you so much for, for making the time to speak to me. You know, I, oh my gosh, yes. you, you're, you're, oh, you're such an amazing lady. And I, you know, I, I actually love the fact that you don't have a business plan or, you know, like so-called goals and you're just going <laughs> with your heart. And I think, I think the, the, the reason why you've done so well actually is because you believe so strongly in your mission, you know, you have such a deep passion for it and your heart is so focused in serving your, the dogs, you know, every single dog that you want to save and help. And that has actually, the universe has hurt you and it's been actually opening up, you know, pathways and opportunity, opportunity for you, you know, going forward. And I think, honestly, that's the best life in that, in, that's the best life journey to have. You know, it's, it's just follow your heart and just go for it and, and always do your best for them. I think that's what I, 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 when I listen to you, you know, my heart just goes really like, whoa, you know, like so big, it's bursting because, you know, I'm so touched by what you're saying, you know, and, and just listening to your story, you know, it, it just makes me, you know, it, give, it inspires me even more, you know, like, you know, like, yes, we need to help more animals, you know, and we need more people like you you know, to, to find that inspiration, to find that courage, to go and do it, you know, and, and don't worry so much, just do it. And, you know, the universe will actually open it up. You know, they will, and, and that's what I've, I, I, I've noticed with every single person that I've interviewed who follow their heart and passion like you do. And like I said, you know, you might be a baby, Krista, but you're a giant baby up there and <laughs> you have paved the way for so many. And, you know, I look forward to the day when you can come to Singapore if I get to, to the US and I can get to visit you because I, I, you know, post-COVID, yes. I, I really would love to give you a hug because you're such an amazing lady. And, you know, I just think like I am rooting for you every step of the way. You have no idea. And I, you know, on behalf of all the animals, all the pet parents out there, you know, who, whom you've touched, you know, in one way or another, I want to say thank you so much for what thank you've done. Thank you. Thank you for giving me an, uh, you know, I, I pretty much, you know, I told you before I stay out of the public eye, I just try to stay in my lane and stay, but I thank you for giving so many people in this industry a, a platform to talk and talk about nutrition. Like I, I love what you're doing. You should be so proud of yourself because I just have super high hopes, right? I mean, I was so blown away with the people you've interviewed. I, you know, I think it's fantastic. And I love watching other countries like hop on board, right? Like I, this is like, 
this is going places, right? And I well, know you guys I'm inspire just... me. That's the thing, you know, what I do is, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants like you, even a giant baby like you, you know, I'm inspired <laughs> by you. That's the thing, you know, when, when, when you, when you're so fired up with so much passion, you know, and it, it just gives me that boost, you know, really just talking to you. I'm like, yes, you know, we are on the right path. I'm on the right path, you know, and yeah. And I look forward to, you know, how many more lives we can touch and, and change and educate because truly education is the key. When you know, when you know better, you do better, you know, truly that, that is, that is the key to everything. And, you know, you being, you know, always, you know, don't judge people so harsh because we all start from somewhere, you know, we all start with zero, you know, we, 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 we don't really know anything, you know, so that's life. But once you learn, once you know, you know, mm -hmm then can you work yeah, it's up to us to pass yeah. on yeah you know? i i'm a big believer in you know i was given um all this information freely i was people gave me their time people gave me an opportunity to cry and sob and stamp my little feet and i have to give that back right like that's it's part of it, right? Or we don't go anywhere. That's what keeps the wheels turning, right? And I will, I got, I have to give back. It was given to me. Now I can give it elsewhere. So I love that you're doing that because you're giving people a place to give back what they, what they have learned, right? Well, you're, you're, you're a super lady in my eyes. You know, I think, you're, you're just, you're just so awesome. And I, and I wish you all the best and, you know, with you. so much love, so much blessings to you and, and your husband whom I, you know, you know, honestly, I would have loved to actually have met him today, you know, do let him know. Oh, you ever <laughs> want to talk to him? Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Like he's actually, yeah, he's phenomenal. And his understanding of dogs is, is just, he is so smart. Like, I can't take the credit. I mean, it's, it's really him. He's fantastic. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you and your husband make a wonderful team, uh, you know, doing what you do. And I, I honestly, you know, look forward to, to hitting, hitting that million mark and beyond, you know, on, on, yep. on educating and, and helping more dogs, you know, more pet parents to learn, to learn more, to be inspired by people like you. And, you know, it's just, it's just so awesome. And I just want to thank you for your thank time. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You are absolutely lovely. And I'm super excited to see your podcast. And I'm, I'm really excited for you. Good, oh. Amazing job. Amazing job. Thank you for listening to Krista's story. Look out for Dr. Jean Hovey's interview next week. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.